Christmas ain't got a lot to say On all the things we go through within the day Politics, dating, recipes, traveling And yep, of course, I'm the karaoke queen Hip-hop. I take no L's, I'm always booking flights This is my lovely lunatic Leo life Kaboom, guess who stepped in the room This is my lovely lunatic Leo life Kaboom, guess who stepped in the room This is my What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of my lovely Lunatic Leo Life. Thank you for rocking with me for so long. It's been such a dope season. And as usual, I have dope-ass guests come on my show with stories to tell. I'm not just here for no reason. These stories are here to inspire you to do whatever it is in life that you want to do, okay? So I have a special guest with me today, and her name is Donna the Biker. woo Give it up for Donna the Biker. She has an amazing story to tell. I actually saw her when I was working at my dad's place. She came in working hard, like you going hard for yes, your story. Of course. You know what I mean? So I was like, she was talking to me about it. I was like, yo, you need to come on my podcast because this sounds amazing. Because I've never even heard a story like this. I've never even heard of the sport that she's that this is about. So, you know what I'm saying? So you are a pioneer in my eyes yes. about this. Okay, this is what we're gonna call you, the pioneer on the My Lovely Lunatic Leo Life podcast because she's got a lot going on. Um, first of all, she's working on a movie. Yes. Uh, called The Bike Nerd. It's called The Bike Nerd. This is all we can give you right now. It's still in the making, so you will be hearing about it more soon. And it's the United States' first urban hip-hop mountain bike story. Yes. Okay, so we're going to get into her story and get more details. But, Donna, thank you so much for coming through. You're welcome. And um, let's get into it. So... You are a biker. What kind of biker? Well, and look, and just in case you didn't notice, I got my little biking outfit on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a biking outfit, but it reminded me of what I was like, all right, I'm going to look sporty today. Very sweet. <laughs> yeah, so what kind of biking is it? Um, it's actually um, downhill mountain biking. Okay. Uh, I am a commuter cyclist, and um, I was supposed to be the first black female from the United States to do professional downhill mountain biking. However, due to the extreme barriers uh, that are in place, I was not able to access or gain access to the, to the industry or the professional industry of mountain biking and professional cycling. Okay. First, why are you, were you supposed to be? What happened? Um, well, the supposed part, uh, extreme uh, poverty. Mm. Lack of access to the professional industry as far as lack of access to the equipment. Mm. Uh, it's very, very expensive. The, the, the bikes that are utilized in this sport cost anywhere from seven to eight, eight, seven to eight, eight or nine thousand dollars. For a bike? Yes, for a professional bike, for a competition level bike. Sheesh. The bikes that you see people riding in the streets. Those are not the real mountain bikes. Yeah. Those are the fakes. Honestly, my friend is a she rides bike like not like you, but she mm-hmm. rides bikes and um she's part of a bike cruise and stuff, but she told me some expenses of the bikes and even the bikes that she have like a thousand dollars. I'm like, damn, I didn't even yeah. know bikes was like that. A thousand, yeah. two thousand yeah. dollars. Um road bikes, mountain bikes, track bikes can run you anywhere from two grand up to seven or eight or nine thousand dollars. A Turdy France bike, a Turdy France competition level bike is about $20,000. And what, how did you get introduced to this? Um, it's a long story. Like, this is what we're here for. All right, well, I mean, well tell I, the shorter version. I've, I've been hanging out, like I hung out with a bunch of guys in New York City. I used to go to all of the big time bike shops in New York City. 
we used to brag and we used to compete about our expensive high-tech bikes. Mm -hmm. um, I was the only female at the time. And um, I just got hooked on the hobby. It was basically like, it's basically like, like an adrenaline rush. Mm. So I developed a brand and an image to go with my backstory because I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a, a black female who broke the barrier for black women in the industry because it's pretty much a white male dominated thing. Yeah, that's all I've and, seen right now. Um, I just have to, I just like, I had to basically, I wanted to be the one to alter and change the, the trajectory of the branding and the imagery inside the mountain bike industry and also the industry of extreme sports. Mm, okay. Now, is this in the Olympics? It was. It used to be, but now it's just, it's basically its own separate entity. Oh, damn. excuse me. Yes. Downhill Extreme it, Mountain Bike. Yes. That's the name You're of it. Absolutely perfect. You're absolutely yes, perfect. Thank you. Very few people have the have the ability to get it right and you got it right. Definitely. See, I've been trying. This is what Perfect. I do. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, so you said you started with a bunch of guys doing bike riding. Yes, mountain well, bike we, riding. We, were, we were basically, we were basically, we, were, we had all of us had like expensive, tricked out mountain bikes. Mm -hmm. and we would ride our bikes like through the street. I used to commute on my mountain bike. I had a Trek uh, dual suspension cross country mountain bike okay. with uh, carbon fiber wheels. It was at that time it was about fifteen hundred dollars, and that was a cheap one. Uh, all the guys, they all had like better bikes than me, and I was like very jealous. I, we were, we were, I mean, every other week, we were like blowing all of our money on like cranks and wheels, and it was it's crazy sick. It's the the hobby is literally like crack. Yeah, I believe, and this part and what you guys want is expensive stuff oh, too. It's yeah, not like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like it's oh my god. It's just, <laughs> so basically, the film it will be about me attempting to break down that barrier uh as far as like becoming a professional athlete not just becoming a professional athlete but also creating a new brand and a new image for black women uh, okay. as far as like being an, an extreme sports enthusiast so how do you train for this is this something that they go miles and miles or this is since it's downhill is like mm -hmm. quick well the, you would actually need a lot of money to actually do the training mm -hmm. and you would need like more than you would need at least i would say minimum, minimum like maybe twenty thousand dollars worth of equipment Plus, you need a professional trainer, you need a licensed professional trainer, a fitness trainer, a strength and conditioning coach. Uh, you need uh, proper health insurance. You need mm. money to travel. Uh, the training part also consists of you going into a wind tunnel, and it's called wind tunnel, mechanical wind tunnel resistance training. Oh, wow. Damn. And, yeah, it's very, very high tech. It there, sounds scary. <laughs> there are professionals that will hook you up to a machine. And they, they monitor your heart rate, yeah. they monitor your 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 your, your To make sure your body can handle exactly all of this the velocity speed. Mm -hmm. of the speed for the most part. Wow. And that's also that's done for downhill mountain bike athletes, it's done for track athletes, and it's also done for for um cross-country mountain bike athletes and to professional Tour de France uh, road cyclists. So when you say you need professional trainers to train you, mm -hmm. I'm thinking in my mind, is that how you feel? Because now I'm thinking Kenyans. Kenyans, y'all, you know Kenyans. They can run for miles and miles. They get training, mm -hmm. but they don't have the money to pay for all that. And I know it's a different kind of sport. It's not as expensive right. as biking. But is there ways around it, like really finding someone just this dedicated to help you? Or is there ways around having to do there, I mean, an expensive to, to training? To do something like this, they, they, like, unfortunately, this is not a budget sport. Cycling is not a budget. It's not a budget-based industry like basketball and track and field. Okay. It's, you really need access to the equipment and you need access to the proper training. Mm -hmm. If you do not have access to the professional trainers and actually an actual equipment, you will not be able to be competitive in the industry. And those people that do have access 
they will have a uh, physical edge mm -hmm. on you. Right. And they will right. know it because, it, actually you'll know it because you, you'll be able to see the gap. Right. Because there are things that, I mean, one time I spoke with an actual mountain bike coach and there were things that he mentioned there that I, I didn't have access to. I didn't have money to buy it. So you never had any training for this? No. But have you still done I it? I have done it, yes. I have okay. done it. And um, I did not do well. I made the attempt, but I did not do well due to those issues. Due to the lack of the training, lack of the physical conditioning, mm -hmm. lack of the strength conditioning that's needed because you have to have a lot of upper body strength yeah. to move and move your, move your bicycle. Uh, you need access to different... You also need to have uh, bikes to cross train. It's not just riding a downhill mountain bike down a mountain. You have to have road, uh, road bike experience, mm -hmm. which means you need a, a, a trainer that's that's licensed a licensed professional trainer that understands road cycling because that's going to build your 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 muscle your muscular structure in your legs and it's also going to build your cardio. Okay. So it's a lot of cardio involved in the sport. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have access to a person that specializes in building cardio fitness, then you're yes. pretty much not going to win. You're not going to be a good not going to be a good, a good competitor. So if you never had the training mm -hmm. and. How so? You've never competed either. No, there's no way. There's no way for me to compete. How much is the competition about? Uh, well, one downhill mountain bike is around seven or eight thousand dollars. Uh, oh my god, that just one, makes me cringe. One road bike because, like I said before, you need access to a good road bike to train. Did you cross training? A decent road bike is around also around seven or eight thousand dollars. You also have to be fitted, which means you go into a professional bike shop that has access to a professional licensed fitter. And they will do you. They will do take your body measurements. And but yeah. why is everything licensed? Like everything, why is every, this everything? The the sport is a very very elite professional sport. And the deeper you get inside, the more you will find out how much access you need to the professional people. Not not the lay people on the street. Mm -hmm. There's a big very big difference. If you're just dealing with street average street people or lay people, you can forget it. Wow. That's how big the gap is, as far as like what the general public has access to, mm -hmm. compared to what the elite professionals know and what they have access to. It's very big. So, it's a very, very big gap. So why did you, not to, I don't want to ask you about you going for your dreams. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, with all the adversities you faced and mm -hmm. the money aspect of it, mm -hmm. why are you still going hard for this? I'm still going hard for it because uh, I, I, not to become an athlete per se, mm -hmm. but, to, but to tell the backstory. Mm. Sell the brand, tell the story, and sell the image. That's okay. really what I'm after. Good. And I like that. That's why I asked you that because I like the fact that even though it's not too late though for you, is it? Um, there are people that compete in this industry and there there isn't really an age limit. Okay. There's no age limit. It's just you have to have the money. You got yeah. And most average people, especially folks from our community, do not have the money. So with this movie, are you hoping to get a fundraiser in order to help you be able to start to be able to compete? Well, the competition part, that is another chapter. Mm. Right now, we're just focusing on getting the backstory out. Getting your story there out. There is a film that I'm utilizing as an example. There was a movie called Hoop Dreams that came out back in the mm -hmm. mid-90s. I remember. And they were about, they were these two African-American males. They wanted to become professional basketball players. They did not make it, mm -hmm. but they became sports icons in the basketball industry, even though they did not be, they did not make it to uh -huh. become professional athletes. So I'm using that as my example. Okay. I was not able to become a professional athlete in the sport. However, 
I have a huge backstory and a huge brand and a huge, huge image that would be perfect for the industry. Yeah. And you helping other people, brown girls, yes, get in into yes. have the inspiration to get into it. Of course. You know, and with or without money, you know, I mean, I'm I know a lot of things cost money, but I'm always a big believer if you really want to get it, mm -hmm. eventually this you're going to get right. to what you want to do. Mm -hmm. No matter if it's doing it actually or helping somebody get into do it mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. So, if you're not able to do it yourself, you're going to help other people or other girls, yes. women or men, whatever. It doesn't whoever, matter. Whoever they, are, whoever right? they exactly. want. You're going right. to help them get the strength to keep fighting to right. get into exactly. it. You know what I mean? Example. So, of course, they definitely yeah. need an yeah. example because I honestly, I've heard of mountain biking, of course, but I never knew it was like, I didn't know it was this deep. <laughs> you know, it's a sport it's, that's it's expensive crazy. and it's really for the rich white men, you know, yes. like almost everything else. And that's why I have to, like, I just ha I have to do it. You like, have to break brown, the barrier. Or a brown girl from Newark that wanted to do a sport that was invented for rich white men. Mm. I have to, like, that. It's, it's, it's like it's a drug. I could It's a drug. I can tell just by the way your body shivered right now. Like, listen, y'all not going to stop me from getting to this or my kind. We will break into this. Yes. You know? Yeah, not yeah, even yeah. break into I mean, it. I have, but like, and I have tons of research. Like, You've done your research on it. I will tap dance all over them. <laughs> I just wish it wasn't all about the money. Because I still feel, even mm -hmm. though you're telling me how much how expensive mm -hmm. everything is, and I get it mm -hmm. as far as the, the equipment you need. Mm -hmm. you but I feel like for the training, I feel like... You just need discipline. It's a lot of discipline, mm -hmm. and maybe YouTube videos. Now everything's on YouTube. Like, yeah, isn't there this, a way around this is not, a trainer? This is not. This is not something that you could just like. In this sport, you don't cut corners. The people that are going to be the elite competitors, mm -hmm. the elite, elite athletes, they don't cut corners. You don't they think they cut that. corners with the money though? No, like, I'm gonna just pay you and just they say they don't. No. No. And they. Because I, I mean, I actually did the research. I have videos, I have pictures, I have footage of what they're actually doing behind closed doors. Okay. And the people that do not have access to those things, mm -hmm. they're There's no they, they don't. There's no they way. Well. And they won't accept you. No, I mean, you know, they'll accept you. It's just that you're not, you're not up to par. And mm -hmm. you, but believe me, you will know it because you will know that you you can tell the, the people that have access to all the equipment, the training, yeah, the, the, the licensed professionals. The, 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 I mean, the, the diet, you, you'll know because there'll, there'll be a huge performance gap. Mm -hmm. There's always a performance gap between those who have access and those who do not have access. So what age were you when you were interested in, um, in this? I was in my maybe like late 20s. Okay. Do you mind me asking you how old you are now? Mm, I probably really don't really like Okay, all right. I'm my age. You look young, but only I because know, you mentioned, young. you do, only because you mentioned a 90s uh, yeah. thing. I was like, okay, you might be my age. I'm 40. So, and I was like, you don't look like you would be my age, but the way you, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? So, I was like, <laughs> all right, zip it. Let me zip it. <laughs> Alright, so <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing. Um I've been I've been pretty much able to maintain my fountain of youth because I take care of my body. Good. So you you work out anyway. Actually I or what you watch I, it, I what try you to. I try to I try to work out I mean plus I work a very physically strenuous job. Okay. I work at FedEx and I live in oh my box God. for a living for a living. You know, I worked at Amazon one time as a delivery driver for three months. That's all I could handle. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this job. I'm not doing this no more. Even when I see an Amazon delivery truck, like, I get triggered. Like, yo, this, the things that have to go through, the heavy boxes. Yeah, seriously. Like, 
I didn't know. It, I give props to delivery drivers and people mm -hmm. in the warehouse because my uh, my cousin used to work in the UPS warehouse and <sighs> it's a lot, especially during the holidays. Oh yeah, my god! Right yeah. Oh my god. This is peak season. Mm -mm, I give y'all props. When I leave here, I'll be going to live boxes. Well, at least you get in here. You still yeah. get in your physique and working yeah, I mean, out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't like. I, I still have the body. Yeah, like, everything is still intact. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do any of that. So. Oh, good. I don't know. You look like a biker. I don't know if it's because of the glasses or what. But look at her glasses, y'all. I've been looking at my reflection. Her <laughs> They're so clean too. No fingerprints. No, no not that. You have to be perfect. As, <laughs> as a cyclist, like, like I'm only like a commuter cyclist, but I want to become a downhill mountain biker. But even if you're just a commuter cyclist, you have to have a certain type of look and certain mm. type of image. You have so, to uphold the image. When you say commuter cyclist, you mean you ride everywhere? Well, commuting means like you're you're basically taking your bike and you're riding either riding your bike to work, okay, or you're riding your bike for like recreational purposes. Okay. Bike nerd, y'all. This remember you heard it first. Um, maybe not first, but you heard it first on my lovely lunatic Leo Life podcast. Bike nerd is coming out soon. We working on it. She's working on it, and she's working hard for it. So I like your hustle. I like your drive, and this is why I wanted you to come on to promote what yes. you're doing and to inspire also, other people. Um, it will be the first hip hop or uh, urban inner city hip hop mountain bike story. So what? Most, how's most mountain bike stories are, for the most part, there there is no urban hip hop inner city mountain bike story. Um. This will be the first time in history that something like this is, will be, has been told from an inner city uh, disadvantaged perspective. So why is hip hop? Why is hip hop about? Uh, what are you going to do? Is basically part of the image and the marketing okay. that goes with it. Okay. And that is being infused into the industry of professional cycling, which we have not seen as of yet. Mm -hmm. No, I have. I honestly, I know mm -hmm. there's a lot of black bike clubs because mm -hmm. my friends are part of the bike clubs and okay. I'm not talking about motorcycle guys. Right. We're talking about regular cycling. Right. cycling. Okay. Um, so I know there's a lot of clubs, but I don't really hear much of mm -hmm. professional mm -hmm. biking with black people or I haven't seen it. Maybe right. I don't be watching the Olympics well, they don't too. Have the, I mean, those people that, I mean, the African-Americans, they don't have access Mm -hmm. to become professionals mm -hmm. and the reason that you know everything we just mentioned the lack of training the lack of access to resources the lack of marketing the lack of uh as far as like getting access to competitions the lack of access to the equipment mm -hmm. the elite level that's another thing your equipment it's not just your physical training but it's also the equipment that you have access to as well oh yeah the expensive ass equipment exactly <laughs> that makes a very very big difference so do you have enough training to at least coach a young girl to no, start no i do not that is a whole nother different can of worms would you be interested in coaching um no no i don't, I don't want to coach anyone i that's that's a whole nother <coughs> that it's a lot of baggage yeah i, to I take I, on it's a lot of responsibility and i have enough responsibility dealing with everything that my trauma and everything that i went through mm -hmm. and i would not want to project that onto someone a young another young person who's just starting out i'd rather just want to be, maybe be an example to them okay but the coaching part i would rather i'll just step back and leave that alone for now now did you were you ever in the circle of these i'm going to call them elite and quotation marks because it's only elite because they got the money yes have you ever been in the circle with elite and seeing well, how they discriminated i have you? not per se but i did have an experience one day i was riding my bike to work and actually got to my my job site which is nurk international airport mm -hmm. and it just so happens 
that I actually walked into a female professional downhill mountain bike racer who was not African-American. And I walked over to her and her name is Missy Giovi. She said she was one of the top, at that time she was one of the, she was one of the top elite mm -hmm. female downhill mountain bike racers. Okay. And um, I was just like, oh my God, like, oh, I was just like, and she was like, well, you're, 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 you're a black girl. Like you're, you know who I am. I was like, yeah, I follow mountain biking. I follow extreme sports. I know who you are. And um, I was like, dude, like, can I, can I see your downhill bike? And she was like, yeah, like you want to check it out? So she opened it up <coughs> and she showed me her downhill bike. And it was like, it was like at the time she was racing for team foes. Team foes is like the team foes is like the elite of the elite in mm. the downhill industry. Her okay. bike was about $10,000. It was all carbon fiber. This is like crazy, crazy sick. Like, <laughs> so I was like, dude, like, can I, can I see your bike? And she showed it to me. She was like, yeah. Like she's like, you're, 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 you're a colored girl. I was like, yeah, I know. She called you colored. Yes. Literally said colored. Called, literally, literally. This is back in like 2001. And is um, she old? No, she, well, she, well, I mean, well, she's now she's like, like in her forties. That's not old enough she's to be calling someone colored. But, um, I was like, yeah, and I know who you are. So she basically, we, she gave me her number and she signed a little autograph for me and that was it. But that's the closest that I've gotten. Mm. I mean, to meet Missy Giovi, like, that's like meeting Michael Jordan. A prof that's wow. Like Jordan in, in wow. Okay. That's how big she is in that particular industry. But you saw how little her mind was. Yeah, it was very, very small minded. Mm -hmm. And she was, she was just like, she was like shocked to like, like meet a black person that actually knew about the sport and actually knew who she was. But that's dope though. You left the Im Im imprint. impact, imprint yes. in her mind. Yes. Like, and wow. I, and now I have to leave even a big, even a bigger imprint. Yes. Keep going, girl. Keep going. I left one imprint on MJ's mind and she's going to remember me. Now, who's to say if maybe one day later on your path across again mm -hmm. and you're ready, you're prepared. Oh, and yes. when this is ready, and th that would be so dope. If you... See her after this is out. That would be so dope. Like, I, I, I mean, I want all of them to see it. Bike nerd, y'all. I'm not gonna stop saying it. Donna the biker. This is her story of. Oh, see, I said it. It's the Extreme wine. Downhill Extreme downhill mountain biking. Mountain biking. <laughs> it was the wine. I'm sorry, I forget. So no, that was this amazing story. You have a lot going on, and let's keep going. All right, so I'm gonna read the thematic focus. Mm -hmm. Definitely. This is a gripping roller coaster ride of a Newark sports verse life story at its core. This film is set against the backdrop of many challenges that are commonplace in under resourced urban cities across the United States, if not the entire world. There is an intersection between family, friends, human struggle, discovery, harsh realities, elements of humanity and the hidden underbelly of the extreme sports business that garners 490 million participants did you hear me it garners 490 million participants with an industry net worth of 200 billion billion with a b as in boy billion dollars yes that's right, ridiculous insane. that's insane. <laughs> 200 billion yes you can google it you can actually pull it up on your phone. Lord of mercy. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, yo. Mm -hmm. And this is what you're up against. Yes. It's all right. Because you get your story out there. Eventually, one of us will be going, like, blazing I have, through. I have to be the new face of the industry. I have to. Like, it's, it's inevitable. Yeah. So what else are you doing to get to that point? Not to say you're not doing nothing. Because I see your hustle. I see your drive. But 
What else can you do? Just grind. That's keep it. grinding. And keep riding. You're always just riding, riding your bike. Just keep riding and working with my manager and my promotional team. Is there a way you can do, you can start like a mini mountain bike club? They could do the one in West Orange. No. Uh, no. I mean, that's. That's not a bad idea. No. Baby steps. Yeah, but the the bikes, first of all, to go, to go on bike trails is very dangerous. Uh, second of all, you need to have the right equipment to go on a bike trail. Okay. You can't just use like any bike to go okay. out there. And I recommend that people have to have be like have their insurance policy because if you fall and get hurt. Oh, true. You do need to be insured, y'all. You need y'all. special type of insurance. You need special. You need a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. And I don't have the the time right now because I work a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't have the time to really, really. I would not want to devote a lot of time and energy to that because I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to disappoint someone. Got gotcha. Start something and then not be able to finish it. I understand. So that's, Are you part that's of any I'm regular cycle? No. Clubs? No? No. Okay. Do you, you're not interested in doing it or? Mm, because I because I know so much about the bicycles, I would not because oh me personally, I would wanna have if I become if I belong to a bike club, I'm not gonna go there with a cheap bike. Okay. Okay. So it's like I'm riding with a group of people, they all have Seven, eight thousand, nine thousand, ten thousand bicycles, ten thousand bicycles, and you're you're riding on like a thousand bicycles. But you shouldn't let that deter you from doing what you want to do. No, it's not even just it's the performance level. Oh, okay, I got and it. You're talking about you're riding with people that have better performance equipment than you do. Got you. It's not the same. You'll thing. be like left behind. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I fun. understand. I mean, for me, because I because I because I've been into this stuff for like twenty years, mm-hmm. so I know what low end performance equipment is and what the high end performance equipment is. Have you been in any competitions? No, no, absolutely not. No, okay. I'm just trying to figure. I want to, I want to get you in there. Like, if you see this and you watching, you're interested in it. I know there's a lot of us interested in. Like, you know, hit us up. DM mm-hmm. right. What's you have Instagram? Mm-hmm. Do you want to put your Instagram? No, um, not yet. Not yet. No. Okay. When when this bike nerd comes once out, this, once this project is off the ground, then we can then we can start putting a little bit more information out there. But right now, it's it's, it's in its baby stages. I like the title bike nerd. How did that come about? Because I'm a nerd, and <laughs> to be into this hobby, it's a very very technical nerdy thing okay. to understand all the equipment and the technology behind it. So that's why I. Call myself a bike, a bike nerd for the most part. I like that title. That's a good title. The United States first urban hip hop mountain bike story. Bike nerd. Okay. Um, is there anything that you're working on? Well, this seems like it takes up. Well, a lot. this is going to be uh, a big brand. It's going to be a marketing strategy. Maybe okay. even a clothing line that's going to be attached to it as oh, well. Nice. Okay. So. Yes. But, think yeah. big. Yeah. That's what we do. Think yeah. big. Mm-hmm. Put it in the universe. You're going to get what you want. And the more you talk about it, the more you're just going to keep getting putting it out there. So I'm looking forward to this movie and I'm looking forward to hearing your story and hearing about other girls who are inspired because of you Definitely. telling your story. Definitely. And this, what I'm about, I'm the type of person who believes, first of all, my voice is my power. Right. I've okay. been doing radio for almost 20 years. You know, and I didn't, it was internet radio, it wasn't like on a big platform, but okay. internet radio oh, for almost okay. 20 years. Oh, wow. And so I always been the type to inspire people just by living my life. Mm-hmm. And I inspire them to find their own happiness or I inspire them to just 
be bold and do whatever it is they wanted okay. to do and were scared okay. to do, you know? So that's why I want to bring people on my show to also tell their story too. You inspire people in ways that I've never inspired anybody, you know what I mean? And just putting it out there and promoting and stuff like that. So I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you having me. Yes, this is great. And um, I wanted to know, are you, because I ask a lot of my guests this, I've been going through a spiritual journey just this year. So I'm like a whole new person than I was last year. I had the gastric sleeve surgery in last September. So I've lost 90 pounds since last September. Right. Girl, I'm going to show you pictures of my me last summer. Yeah, it's like I've lost so much. So that was the beginning to my spiritual transformation. And I didn't even know that. I did a lot of healing during the time that I was physically healing. I was also mentally healing and spiritual healing. So I always ask people, what do they feel like their purpose in life is? You know, so... I wanted to know, what do you think your purpose in life or your destiny uh, is? Basically, to just tell my story to the world. Uh, someone like me that comes from this location that wanted to do this particular thing, that is my journey mm -hmm. to the universe and to the world. Wow. To inspire people. Yes. I love it. I love it. That's what we about. I'm not having... Okay. People have been trying to come to my show and I ask you, so what are you going to talk about? And it's BS. Like, okay. And I don't say it's BS, but I'm like, you know what? When you're ready when you're and ready. when you have something else, then you come on because you're not messing up my flow. <laughs> you go on someone else's podcast and talk your booty chatter. Here is about inspiration and having people with a story and you telling your story can also inspire you. Like, you yes. know, what? I told my story in this podcast. I'm going to keep telling my story and just you never know. So I appreciate you for coming on. Thank you so much for coming on my show, Donna. And I'm going to keep promoting you and sporadically showing them about the bike nerd. Definitely. As long as you keep me updated, I'll keep them updated. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So thank you. Oh, so is the blue hair your signature? Because since I met um, you, this is it. The blue hair is going to be a staple. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, before, I, before this, I had blonde hair. And I had the blonde hair for like a little bit too long. Uh -huh. So now it's time to upgrade my image. Got you. Blue is cool because I've before I had dreads or I hate dreads. I, I meant locks. I had locks um, for five years. Then I shaved it off for four years and I was dyeing my hair all types of colors. Blue was one of my favorite colors that I was dyeing my hair. But then I saved my hair in a bag and I reattached it last June. Oh so I love yo. If you want to see me from it's January of 2020 or 2021, it's completely different from what you see now. I was bald and a big girl in 2021, and now I got my long hair back, and That's you know I've lost the weight. So, yes, that is all I got for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. I love you, and we got more people coming for season three. Keep it locked on my lovely lunatic Leo Life podcast. Peace, y'all. <laughs>Cool. You felt comfortable. Fresh, simple, not too complicated. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be complicated, should it? Bike nerd. I I love to edit, but it's the thought of me having to edit that I'm like, oh my god. But once I start doing it, then I have a great time. Oh, wow. So this is fourteen.